0: Hi, my name is Juro Oye and you're listening to the Us People Podcast with Savia Rocks.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Us People Podcast. I'm your host Savia Rocks and today I've got Juro here who is a chief executive at 2020 Change. Juro, thank you so much for coming on the Ask People Podcast. How are you?
0: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you?
1: I'm not too bad. It's a nice day outside for a change. (laughs) So I'm enjoying the fact that I have, well, technically a Friday off, but Mm -hmm. um, it's still nice to enjoy what you do. so so thank you so much for coming on the show Um, You're welcome The first question I always have for everyone is a little bit about their background and the reason why I ask people about their background is just so the listeners can connect more with you as an individual so my first question to you is could you tell us a little bit about your background of where you grew up and where you were actually brought up and how that inspired you to get into filmmaking, not just for yourself but also to inspire young people
0: Yeah, No, um, so I was actually born in Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. I came here when I was five. Um, And, yeah, the first place that we lived when I came into the UK was a pretty run-down council estate in Ford Farm, North London. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that was kind of like my first kind of exposure to what life could be like in the UK, in London. Um, And, yeah, it wasn't... Uh, half of what I expected, you know. Obviously, you're growing up in <laughs> Nigeria, you expect, you know, the streets to be paved with gold and you know money to fall off trees. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> <laughs> wasn't what I experienced in Broadwater Farm. Um, so yeah, I was pretty much stuck in the in, in in the thick of it, and very very quickly I was able to realise that um, this isn't the kind of life that I wanted to live, you know, for myself this isn't the kind of life that i wanted for my family for my kids um so i was young you when know, i think about kids for but that's just the kind of person yeah. i am always thinking about the future but it was um i wasn't inspired by what i saw inside the house i wasn't inspired by what i saw outside the house and that's kind of where like my imagination kind of grew yeah so i was more so inspired by the things sounds weird that i, I saw <laughs> in my head <laughs>
1: No, you had, You know what it is I think you just had a vision from a young age you had a vision 100%. and that and that was your goal yeah. so yeah. you just guess, went with it I guess
0: that's what it was so yeah I was always you know looking inward and you know just exploring things in my imagination and that's kind of where my creativity kind of grew um, but obviously you needed the practicality to go with that creativity so I wanted to you know make money I wanted to sustain myself we moved Um, from North London to South London it's probably in about year 6 so it was what 10, 11 so I really grew up in South London so we went from Tottenham to Woolwich South East London and yeah it was was a bit better because we didn't it wasn't a council estate now it was a house and you know it looked a lot better than where I was coming from so I thought you know we're progressing you know we're moving (laughs) moving up the ladder but the more you took a deeper look into the area and the people in the area, the more you realize it's somewhat the same. It's just a better environment. It's a bit of a suburban environment. So you think it's better, but same kind of things are going on. Um, Same kind of people are moving in and around those places. And yeah, and I got caught up in what I now term street enterprise. So I use my creativity in, in, in that sense got in with the wrong crowd people say got in with the wrong crowd like we were the crowd so I couldn't really get in with yeah. myself <laughs> those things, we, we made it what it was you know so it's not necessarily getting in with the wrong crowd it was it what And I always tell young people as well it's like you have choices it was a choice it was it wasn't I didn't stumble upon it it didn't fall upon me I actively went out looking for it because I felt like that was the easiest way for me to come out of the situation I was in I you know make money very quickly um, and progress myself but I was involved in that for about eight years so from the age of 12 yeah, 12 to about 21. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was quite early. I was, I was an early adopter. As you would say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, well I mean if if you're surrounded by it, if you have uncles involved in certain things as a young person, yeah, that's true. You know, you, you pick up things very quickly and just the kind of personality that I had, it's very quiet, observant, you wouldn't even know I was in the room. So you're having conversations, but I'm recording everything that you're saying in my yeah. head and then you know, replaying it to my friends and very quickly we set up our own kind of network and just worked our way up. Um so by the time I was twenty one I was pretty much running several operations on my own I was very comfortable there's nothing that I wanted to buy that I couldn't buy obviously my eyes got bigger and there were things that I wanted to do so I wanted to buy a house and all of that kind of stuff but even though the money was there the 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 build-up to it wasn't there and obviously there's systems and processes in yeah, place. of course so yeah I couldn't just go ahead and do what I wanted which is what I thought when I was younger if you had the money you could just do whatever you want but it's not the case you have to also have the money it's in the a right procedure.
1: way yeah
0: <laughs> exactly I think we've all so learned
1: that at some point
0: this is it so this is it so at 21 it was at that point I realised I can't continue on like this you know I could have the money but everything else that comes with it that I now want can't get so I have to go back to the drawing board and start again from zero and build up myself again in the right way so I can do the things I wanted to do properly so that's where my story of transformation started at the age of 21 Um, but at that age I felt like I'd already lived uh, an entire life (laughs) so it's like I was I was reborn and like a new clean slate, yeah, like, ready to go again. So yeah, that 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 was pretty much my journey. <laughs> yeah. You've
1: had from a young age you've had a really incredible journey already compared to we haven't even gone on to the other half of your life yet.
0: I know, right? And this is just the
1: first <laughs> question. Imagine that. I
0: know, I know. So when you told me you had 50 questions, that's why you, you can imagine <laughs> <we love> <laughs> that. No,
1: no. no, you could be. I always say that to my guests. I was like, we could be here all day because yeah. I, enj- I enjoy pulling out the information from each guest. And I think mm. I'm humbled that the guests enjoy giving the information to yeah. help inspire other people because there are so many people out there, for instance, who are doing different types of podcasts and um. Like I said to everyone, when I was doing my research on different types of podcasts, it was more about me, myself and I, Who, what kind of celebrities I can get on my podcast or what kind of ratings I can get. And that's not something that I kind of wanted to get mm. into. I wanted to educate people mm. so they can understand each person who's an entrepreneur, each person who's gone through a hard life can understand no matter what your life or your background is, you do have a chance to be anything that you want to be and do it in a positive Absolutely. way. No matter our Absolutely. background or what we've done. <laughs> so exactly. that's most definitely exactly. something. So how was your, your life growing up as a young? I know we spoke a bit about it just now, but how was your mm-hmm. family life and how was your family towards you when you were mm. doing all of this?
0: Do you know what it is? My family, I think I probably, everyone would say this, I've got the best family in the world, right? Um, They've been hugely supportive even when I was doing all the madness that I was doing, they were still supportive. They still believed in me. They still wanted me to do better. Uh, I kind of lived a double life for a number of years so they didn't know what I was doing. So I was very good at, you know, playing the good boy at home but then terror on the streets like a lot of young people are. Um, So... I was very good at that, and all my friends were very good at that. So obviously, we're traditional Nigerian Yoruba family, and all my friends were traditional Nigerian Yoruba boys. So they'll come home, speak the language, very cultured. So everyone would just automatically think, oh, you know, these boys are well raised. But not knowing that, yeah, literally, people were scared of us on the streets. (laughs) But (laughs) so yeah, yeah, it was it was a bit of a mix. But like I said, when I went to university. Um, so between the ages of 18 to 21, I was the first time I was able to move away from home and just kind of gain some level of independence. It was in that moment that I was able to really just kind of find myself. Um, so when I came back from university, um, I decided that, you know, I wanted to help young people like myself, like myself um, young people that, you know, didn't necessarily have the support system that I had, didn't have someone to kind of show them right from wrong and and show them the direction in which that they should go. So that transition probably happened between 21 and 25. It was in that moment that I was able to realize that I've actually got something unique, I'm different, I'm not like everybody else. There's something special about my mind and my way of thinking, processing information. Um, And because of the environment that I was in, I was exposed to, different people that were able to bring that out of me yeah you know if i wasn't in that environment my life could have gone in a complete opposite direction you probably wouldn't be having this conversation today i'll probably be serving several life sentences you know yeah so it's like one of those things where i have to sit down to myself how many other young people made the same choices that i made yeah but didn't end up where I ended up because of the support system that I had and because of the people that were able to step in at the time that they did and tell me, you're better than this. You know, you could do more. Like, why don't you try this? So I wanted to be that individual for those young people. You when know, did just... you
1: realise that change? When did you realise that you needed to make that change? Was it just one day where you just... No. Or was it, it over It was, time? It was, it was, it was
0: a process. Okay. So I'd say it was my time at university, it was all through that time. And by the time I finished university, I said, you know, I'm going to give this thing a shot. This just living on the straight and narrow, you know, being an upstanding member of society um, and really just using what I felt was my skill my talent, my mind, my creativity in a positive way to build something that will stand the test of time Um, as opposed to, you know, these quick scams, quick schemes, quick money-making, get rich, all that kind of stuff. I thought I want something tangible. I want something real. I want something that you know, my family can say that, you know, they're proud of me for doing, you know. So it was, yeah, while I was at university, these were thoughts that were going through my mind. And like I said, it was it was several years. But th- when I finished university, that was the cut-off point. I was like, you know what, I'm really just going to give this a shot and
1: yeah.
0: see where it goes. You know, I didn't know whether it was going to pan out. I mean, it's still panning out. <laughs> <You> <laughs> but that's know, the journey. But, um, that's
1: the beautiful fact that is about life, it's the journey. journey.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know. I didn't know, but I just thought I tried other things and I was good at that. You know, I've never really tried doing this properly. So I can't put my hand up to say it's not going to work. You know, there were questions that I had, but I didn't have the answers to until i made that transition there's the only way that i could make that transition or oh, get those answers if i made those transitions that, that transition so even the people that were helping me the mentors family members that i had that were trying to put me on the straight and narrow they didn't really know the depth of the things that i did and what i was involved in so they couldn't really help me i was the only one that could helped myself because i knew how far into that world that i was in so i had to make that you know conscious decision to say I'm not doing this anymore. Even the people that I was involved with, they thought I was crazy at the time because everything, seemingly, everything was good. You know, why why would you leave now? You're at the top of your game, making all the money. You've got all the access, all the networks. Why would you leave now? It's not like you're you're not in trouble with the police. You don't have beef for anything. It was crazy. You know, I just said, I'm not doing it anymore. They laughed at me. They thought, yeah, you run out of money, you'll be back. No, it's been, I think we're are those 16, people are those people still years. your
1: friends now would you say those people are still um, your friends obviously
0: now friend is a strong word that's, that's why <laughs> i said it them.
1: that's why because i know associates <laughs> and friends are completely two different Very, things. very
0: different. but to be honest i'll be honest with you that there are a few of them that are still very good friends now you know my the best man at my wedding was one of the guys that i was involved with on the streets and what the the, the beautiful thing about our journey is it kind of splits into two worlds so i lived in southeast london And because I wanted to be different, I went to college in southwest London. Okay. So I travelled, so I was able to mix with a whole different group of people. And even though we're all involved in the same things, but from different aspects. So my network was quite wide. Um, And my guys over at southwest London, they turned their lives around before me. So while I was at university, I think that also helps me to think about yeah maybe this road that we're on <laughs> isn't <the> all <laughs> that it's panned up to be and I, I would probably say that they were worse than me in some of the things that they did and I think mean, if they could turn their lives around <laughs> surely you know I must be able to do something could, you know yes yeah.
1: like, yeah.
0: so I'm just thinking about, but I I was still enjoying what I was doing, so yeah. The guys in Southeast London, I was one of the first to, you know, turn my life around in, in, in that area. They were the ones that were more so laughing and saying, "Yeah, you'll be back." But eventually, say if we had a group, gang, brotherhood, whatever you want to call it, of maybe forty-five strong, probably about forty of them have turned their lives around. Now, That's good. And about, just about about five of them are still daddy. so you are
1: now the army of positivity
0: this is it and that's what I this like is so. <laughs> this is it this is it a random
1: question is so if you say 40 mm. of you have changed your life around what happened to the other say four or five
0: like I said they're still they're still around um some of them have been in and out of prison no, Now they're trying to start businesses and do stuff, but like you can just tell that a few of them are still dabbling yeah. you know, certain things, but my philosophy is always you, you can't you can't sit on the fence, you can't have yeah. one foot in, one foot out, That's you true. have to be all in,
1: yeah. you know, it's I just agree not going work,
0: and I think it might take them some time to realise that, um, but everybody has to come to that conclusion on their own, yeah. you can't force people.
1: Some people you have to know, so know. It's one of those things.
0: Yeah, you have to experience it on their own, so... Yeah.
1: How did your journey begin in film? Because this is something that I was like, well, okay, you do film is not <laughs> film is not easy and it's definitely not nah. an easy industry to get into. So yeah. how did your journey begin within film and what made you become emotionally connected and attached to it?
0: Do you know, um like I said I've always had a creative mind, so once again, it was at university. Um films, watching films helped me escape from my reality so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it so as I was trying to find myself while I was at university, so obviously you do the whole you know, going out, clubbing and all of that um, but maybe first year into my second year I was thinking this is, isn't really me yeah you know like I'm just going there I'm not really enjoying it you know and I, at that moment I started to think to myself a lot of what I do I just do for other people so yes. I'm only going along with the crowd I'm so you know, glad so you everybody said everybody that everybody wants to go here <laughs> yeah everybody wants to go here so you go but you know deep down inside you're not really enjoying it I'd rather be in my house by myself watching a film or something. So I just started doing that. And then in that I started studying, you know, really getting into films. Um I wanted to act at first, but yeah, my parents and my family, they shut that down quite early. Wow. So,
1: <laughs> how was that? How did that okay, how did that go down?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, it was it was interesting. So I was um um, I got an A star for drama uh, at school. Well. So I wrote the final year of production and I acted in it as well. Um, and I was, I, I potentially had a career in the West End Theatre. I had an agent, everything was going well. But the, my vision for my life was I was going to finish college go to the West End and become a famous actor like the good journey was there but my mum said like her one ambition in her life was to make sure that all of her kids go to university because she never did and I'm the last of six so it's like you're going to ruin my whole life man. <laughs> <laughs> to university but I was hard headed at the time I was like no nope, I'm doing what I'm going to do but yeah so she called a whole family meeting uncles, aunties everybody was there she started rolling on the floor Crying, I was like, you know what? I'm cool, I'll go to uni. But it's crazy because uni's where well, I discovered myself, so See? it was all part of the plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it was then that I realised maybe I don't want to act. Maybe I want to get behind the camera. And I really want to understand how things are put together. Maybe you know my skill set is best suited in that area. And also, like I thought about the money that people make behind. And people <laughs> make more,
1: about... more money behind than in front. People think it's the people yeah. in front that make the money. It's actually the people nah. behind.
0: Yeah, so I found that out quite early. I was like, "Yep, that's it. That's what I'm gonna do." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so when I finished uni, that that was that was the passion. Yeah. Um, the church that I was going to at the time had a TV station connected to it, so I was oh, volunteering with them. Um, so I studied graphics and advertising at, at university. So I started doing like their designs and graphics, and then they trained me up to become a motion graphics editor. So I was doing that um fell in love with the whole process of TV, film production, then went to film school while I was at the TV station. So I was volunteering for about a month, then, you know, they employed me. Um and I worked my way through the ranks and I learned so much from the T V station because pretty much it was a small team so you had to do everything, you had to learn everything. So it was great in that sense. And I went and topped that up by going to film school, learn how to direct, learn how to put piece of film together. And then, yeah, the film, the thing about film school is they just teach you the practicality until you go out there and do it. And I'm ambitious anyway. So I made my first short film while I was at film school. Um, it was a 10 minute film. I think we spent, <clears throat> I think we spent, I uh, think I spent like 2000, two thousand, two and a half thousand pounds on it um, just to get it done. And then I went to the, cinema in canary spoke to the manager asked if i could hire out one of their screens to screen my 10 minute short film he's like yeah sure i to have to pay for it um i said no problem so i'm going to charge people um 10 pounds yeah to come in for a 10 Fair minute enough. short film he's like people are going to pay a pound a minute said, yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah we sold that out um we had like 450 people yeah. yeah, and everybody really loved the film, and they said, "Yeah, you really got a knack for this, so let's go ahead and, and you know pursue it." So from there, I did a, a longer course, a, a year course, which gave me a full full on qualification as a director, um, and then I got into. Um, documentary filmmaking which was similar to what I was doing at the T V station. You know, I wanted to find people like myself with, you know, transformational stories and get those stories out there. So while I was at the T V station I had a show, invited these guys along, which we met online, social media, someone connected us. Um and yeah, we just hit it off and they, they these were the three guys from Brixton, ex gang members from Brixton that turned their lives around. Um and, yeah, we just really gelled. So they'd never really met anybody like me that has turned their life around in the way that I did and was still relatable. I wasn't weird. I wasn't strange. You know, even though I didn't talk like them, I didn't sound like them, I didn't look like them, they knew that my story was genuine just yeah. because of how much information I had. And they, you know, as they say, you know, real recognised real, So they could That's know true. that. That's true.
1: Most definitely. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah these guys genuine and, and yeah they just wanted to learn um how to transition in the same way that I did because obviously you have people that lived a particular lifestyle and if you met them today you'd st- still be able to tell that yeah, yeah. this person's from but yeah I feel like when the change comes from within you shouldn't even be able to like I don't I hardly talk about the past anymore because it's, it's unbelievable like just how far
1: you've come I've as a person
0: uh, it's like it's only if you know that you know so it's it's even better when it's other people talking about it i don't that's need true to, but there's so much has happened since then that i don't need to draw on you know where i was back then because it's completely different and completely different person so that's pretty much how i got into film and i made that documentary um in order for me to make that documentary i had to leave the tv station just because of the time effort and energy that was required. Um, for the documentary I spent 18 months just following and documenting their lives oh, documenting wow. their change the struggle that they face and trying to break back into society that in itself
1: um, must have been inspirational
0: yeah that was amazing that was this was another turning point in my life so it was at that moment in that moment that I realized I learned so much from them that I felt like their stories needed to be out there young people needed to hear what it's truly like being involved in that kind of life and and how you can you know, turn it around. It's not going to be easy, but there are people that are doing it, and that's what I wanted to do. On to get those stories out there. So my ambition was, you know, make the documentary. I heard about all these amazing youth organisations that are doing great things to help young people. I thought if I can get this story, authentic story, out there, give it to them, they'll be able to do what they do, turn it into workshops, take it to schools, prisons, and that would be, it. you know, my debt to society would have been paid, and all the young people that I led astray. Would be able to watch this and turn their lives around, and I thought, yep, that's it. I'm going to do that, and <laughs> yeah.
1: I like the way All you said right. that part. <laughs> okay, yep, that's it. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, that's that's is
0: the paid. way that ideas come in my mind. It's just like, yep, yep that's it. It's going to work out. Everything's going to be that, but yeah. One thing, one thing story. I
1: love that is so beautiful and unique is the way that creative people's minds work. Not everyone is able to understand them. Because our <laughs> minds are very unique People think we're very weird true. People think we're eccentric and uh, it's. But I find it as Something that is rare And yeah, I think that's, that's what true. makes I think that's what makes the world different People like us mm. make the world different So it's a beautiful thing in itself How important is education Well we, we talked about your mum rolling on the floor So that must have been a yeah. turning point But how yeah. important is education to you And how do you feel that Do you feel that young people should have an education so that they can become better within themselves? Or do you think that their talent is enough to get them where they need to go?
0: No, talent is not enough because talent needs to be coupled with hard work and understanding of um, where you can take that talent. I'm a huge advocate for education. Um, I want to say that I always was, but I don't think that, that that's completely true. Cause I don't really understand when I was in school. I don't really understand why I was there. I knew that I was there, you know, to get the grades and all of that, but it didn't make sense to what how I would use this practically in life. And I was one of those young people that my teachers would always tell me, well, you know, Jerry, you got so much potential you just need to apply yourself you to stop hanging around with these people or we'll sit at the front in class and I'm just like I'm gonna do that <laughs> you know but it's not until later on in life that I realized that education is a foundation to everything it really helps you break down and break down information and piece it back together in your own way so you can communicate to it so that others are able to understand you. And one of the things that, you know, we talk about in our 2020 Change Program is how if you look at the different levels of education, when you're at um, secondary school, probably have like 12, 13 subjects that you're, you know, you're studying for. You get your grades and then you move on to college, sixth form, whichever one, and you stream that down, streamline to about four, you know, for, and then from that you then go into a speciality when you go to university, and it's probably that like one or two. So if you look at it, the foundations are already laid, and you're working your way up to actually specialise in something. But you're learning something from all those different, different um, at those different levels, and it's just basically how to process information. You can tell someone that's educated from someone that's not educated. You can that's go true. into any room, be able to hold your own. You don't feel intimidated. You don't feel like I don't understand what's going. On here, I can't get involved in the conversation. You know, when a young person takes their education seriously, what it does, it just opens countless doors for you. That's true. And one of the things that I say to young people is, your future self will thank your uh, previous self for giving you options. Everybody wants options, and the more seriously you take your education, the better of the options that you will have later on in life.
1: That's true. That's some good advice, right there. No, that is that's good advice. If you could have one person who you admire to work with, famous or not famous, to work on a film or a project, who would you choose and why? Hmm.
0: If I could have someone to work on a film project, on a film project, Martin Scorsese.
1: Ooh, okay, uh,
0: director. Yeah. Old school. So I study pretty much all of his films. Um, I love the way that he depicts, you know, the times and the seasons, you know, down to a T. You know, um, his latest one on Netflix. I think it's The Last Scotsman or something. About two, three hours long, watched every single minute of it, watched the interviews and everything. It's just the way his mind works, you know, and the fact that, you know, he started with so little um, and he was able to make such an impact in the industry, like, there's no director that won't tell you that they admire his work, you know, and that's someone that I would... I don't even need to work with him, I just want to sit under him and, and learn. <laughs> We're gonna send you know, this to him,
1: okay? We're gonna send this to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even a matter of you know working with him. I'm 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 a huge advocate of learning learning from people. You know being mentored, you know that that that's 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 me. So if the opportunity came to work with him, great. if was if it was just to have a conversation with him, great. if it was just a dinner or a coffee, great, <laughs> you know because there's so <laughs> much that you can draw from both things it no, that's have true to be a full- on project, you know because yeah that's that's who it would be.
1: What do you consider to be your most challenging challenging aspect of being an entrepreneur and a filmmaker? And also working within the I Am Challenge program.
0: I am changed. I'm I am sorry. Am I am, yeah, that. sorry. I am changed.
1: <laughs> so you see how my brain works? I am changed. He corrected me, guys. I am changed. You know how many times um, I've said that to myself?
0: Seriously. <laughs> um, for me, I think the most challenging part would be, would be balance. Oh, that's you know, a good one. There's, um, I think there's so much that I'm capable of doing mm-hmm. that at times I want to do I want to do it all, and I don't want like any of my gifts or my talents to 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 be wasted or to lay dormant. So yeah. I feel like at any given time I'm always questioning myself: Am I doing enough? Yeah, you know. I when think it comes we all do that. Am I getting yeah. the stories out there? You know, am I? doing enough to ensure that the right voices are being heard you know when it comes to being a, an entrepreneur a social entrepreneur but right now obviously for several years probably about about six years I was kind of like a lone founder just doing everything but I now have a board in place I've got a non-exec director board, people from all walks of life yeah, i seen it on your website yeah yeah, <laughs> we have a wealth of experience and they're helping me guide and, 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 and structure what we're trying to do, strategic planning and all of that. So it's like I can be up there with the fairies, but they very much like bring you back bring down me back. to earth. So look, this is what we need to focus on now. So even like everything that's going on with 2020 change right now, there's a lot of change. Within the organization in terms of streamlining our vision being focused being um intentional about what what it is that we want to achieve and then moving on so i'm always i was always revert back to my original vision of having like a three-tier organization that works within the community works in the schools and then works within the prisons as well i feel like that's great That's a great vision but right now we need to focus on this <laughs> area so yeah um i think having them on board has really really just kind of helped me in that sense um being able to select the film projects that i work on as well has also kind of helped so it's not like we film now it's never it's not it's not a thing where i do it for money it's does this align with our organization is just aligned with me as an individual is it something that i have the capacity to get involved in right now there's so many things that i've turned down just because it's not a good fit as they say. No, that, no that makes <laughs> so sense it's, it's, it's not a good fit so it's, it's, it's finding that balance and then also balancing it with my personal life as well so there could be times where the work that i'm doing with the organization It's all consuming, you know, it's it's not just me sitting at the top as the CEO, looking at the strategic direction for the organisation, but then there's also the young people that we're helping as well. So I'm currently facilitating the sessions. It's not feasible for the foreseeable future. I'm not going to be able to do that forever. So I've got relationships with the young people that have come through the program year on year that number's increasing <laughs> year on year you know the, the the pool of people that are mentoring is increasing if they are going through something and they need some advice and then they call on me Do you know i mean so it's like it's becoming a lot so if you think if we trace back to when we started over seven over seven years ago we've got over 750 young people that we've worked with in that time so you can imagine thankfully they're not all going through stuff. So thankfully there are some that, you know, fully advanced, just totally fine on their own. And they're also coming back and helping out as well. But then just imagine COVID happening, you know, people on lockdown, people losing jobs, internships, businesses folding. It's a lot. It's you know, it. so it's just... Yeah.
1: It's been sad to balance. watch that happen.
0: So, yeah. So for me, it's definitely that balance, finding that balance. I can't say that I'm fully there yet, yeah? but... Perfect Everything with time, that. yeah. <laughs> By the end of this year, I could, I should be able to say I'm in a more. Don't balance. worry, I'll
1: come back to you in a couple of months. And say, there you, there we, what's going on? <laughs> so, how are we looking? Mm. <laughs> and I'm mm. sure you will have an abundant amount of knowledge to come back and tell me, even more so than what you're doing no, now. Absolutely, so that that in itself, I'm grateful for. So, okay. Tell us about the I Am Change program, because Hmm. when I I read literally everything. There's nothing on your (laughs) website I don't think I didn't read, (laughs) okay? so I want to know how it started. Um, Mm -hmm. What made you get that epiphany in your mind to start it? And Mm -hmm. how did it all start from the beginning of the process to where it is now? If you don't mind Mm -hmm. explaining.
0: No, not at all. Um, So how it all started, the epiphany came when, like I said... Um, probably 2000 uh, when I was 25 however long that is now this is what 2000 2010 um, was when I realised that actually you've been tremendously helped by the people around you Um, and if you didn't have them you wouldn't be where you are so it just kind of got me thinking I was in that grateful state where I was like I'm so grateful for you know the family that I was born into people around me the decisions that I made, the mistakes that I made, you know, and I was still able to come out on the other side kind of pretty much unscathed, you know, and I just thought, what about the young people that didn't come out unscathed, you know, about the young people that are still stuck in that rut right now, who's there to help them? And I've been so greatly helped. It's only right, you know, that I go back and, and, and help others. And I just thought to myself, not everybody's going to wake up like I did and say, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore and just completely turn their lives around. It's going to be very hard. So what can I do to make that transition easier? You know, what, what can I do to help them along that journey? How can I help them see themselves in a more positive light, regardless of the mistakes that they made, you know, the stains on their record or their their checkered background, how can we still draw the good from them? Um, so I just started tracing back what helped me. What did I listen to? Who did I listen to? What did they share? What were the key things that I needed to hear at different moments in my life that really just gave me that kind of eureka moment that, yep, you can do this. So I had that process, started drawing it all down. Um, and, yeah, I put it into what we now call the I Am Change Programme. So it was called the Goldmine Program, um, whereas, you know, you're digging deep within yourself to find the treasure that's buried in there. But then it's just evolved since then, Um, just creating the sessions, looking at how the sessions can be delivered. Um, At first, yeah, it was hard just like finding young people to want to do the program. So I just started with the young people that I had access to. And I just, I was committed to ensuring that they made it out on the other side. So we actually started with the young people that were part of the documentary film. So it was in that moment that I realized that I'm actually mentoring these these young people. Yeah, you are. I, did, I didn't know what it was. didn't know what mentoring was. I didn't see myself as a mentor. I didn't think I was qualified or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, we just I built up the model based on that. And I knew that I needed to prove that the model would work. I needed to prove that, you know, young people could be changed from this process. Some of the hardest to reach, as they say, Young people would come on this program and come out on the other side. So as I started, people saying, "Oh, you know, you could get funding for this. You can get this. You can get support." I was like, okay, I'm not really in it for that, but that would help. So I applied. Um, everybody kind of turned me down and said, "No, nope, it's too risky. What you're trying to do, it's not going to work. You know, you're not qualified. You didn't study psychology. How can you be talking about the mind?" Um, they said that to you. yeah yeah, yeah. you're a lone founder it's too risky nobody's gonna fund this i was like cool so i shut that down um quite early on i thought cool no one's gonna fund it i'll fund it myself i'll find a way um to make it work i don't really need that much you know i just need um i need a space i need to be able to buy snacks i remember we used to buy Um, the meal deals from from Tesco. Back then, I think they were £2 meal deals. Uh, I used to spend probably like £15, £20 on that um, just to make sure that the young people come and they have something to eat while they're there. And now we're sponsored by Nando's. See? (laughs) See what I mean? (laughs) We're you know. um, (laughs) But yeah, so, so back then it was like, yeah, it wasn't too much money, but I needed to prove the model. And I built it up to a way where I felt like a corporate sponsor would come along and see the good that we're doing and say they want to attach their name to it and they want to fund and sponsor the program. So that was what I had in mind. Um, I didn't know how long that was going to take. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't have a corporate sponsor in mind. I just knew a big corporate was going to come along and say, how can you help? How can we support this? Um, it took... Five years <laughs> for that to happen. But we just kept doing good work. You know, we kept changing the lives of young people. Numbers kept going up. Um, we just kept plowing on. Um, and yeah, we had an Evening Standard article go out in 2018. Um, and yeah, the GM of Converse, the trainer brand, was on his way home on his commute, picked up the Evening Standard. What we didn't know is that they had a global meeting probably like the day before. One of their values is to serve youth. And they just said to themselves that we're not doing enough in this area. What can we do? You guys have a think about what we can do and come back. So he commute home. He picked up the oh understanding and read up about what we were doing and said, this is exactly what we're looking for. He emailed me the next day, got back into the office and said, you guys want to come in for a meeting? You want to support? We love what you're doing. We want to support. Um, so, yeah. And because I had it in my mind that I wanted a corporate to come along, when he asked us what we needed, I had my list, I rolled everything you off. You
1: manifested that a long time ago.
0: Trust me. He just he sat there for like 30 seconds. He was like, yeah, we can do this. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so everything that we wanted was in there. It was financial support, space, um, sponsorship packages, help with graduation ceremonies. and introduction to their networks yeah that's how it happened and that's that's how we got to where we are now so that was 2018 we signed a three-year deal with them so we're the deal's coming we're in our third year of that deal now um, and they've been just simply amazing and introduced us to their networks Um, and that's how Nando's came along um, so they introduced us to Nando's. Nando said the same thing. Love what you're doing. How can we support? So this is what we need. See you. Cool. <laughs> no problem. Um, and yeah, and the list continues to go on. So since the whole Black Lives Matter movement became a thing, we started talking about that. And obviously we've got like a nice network of corporates that support what we do. And they just probably had about 200, 250 conversations around that, talking to different teams, you know, kind of advising them on how to lead certain conversations. And they were just like, you've got a unique perspective on this. You know, it's very different to what we're seeing on mainstream media, what we're seeing on social media. Why don't you think about, you know, getting more and more corporates on on board with what you're doing? That's where the idea, we had a corporate roundtable on Wednesday. We had about 45 individuals from 15 major corporates around the table. More willing to support what we're doing moving forward. So, yeah, we've got some exciting stuff in the pipeline, but it all started with me just wanting to help young people that were in the position, that are in the position that I was in, come out of it. And, yeah, here we are.
1: Talk to me about what a session looks like in the I Am Change. So, say if I was an individual or youth and I want to come and sign up to the programme, what would you expect from me... To be able to come into the program, and what would I achieve at the end of the program?
0: Mm, that's a very, very good question. So, young people come on the program. We kind of target young people that are trying to find their feet in life. We 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 market the program as we teach the things that don't you don't necessarily get taught in schools. So, things that you should be taught in school. So, all the things that you need to be able to function as a as an adult basically. So people that are still trying to navigate this thing called adulthood, trying to find their way. Maybe you've got qualifications, maybe you don't, maybe you're trying to get into work, maybe you're trying to set up a business. Everything that we do is centered around the mind and cultivating the right kind of mindset. Excuse me, to engage with today's society. That's what we do. Um, so the, the young person signs up via social media. You find out about the program via social media. Or by word of mouth. Um, It's six weeks, 36 hours in total. So we need that full-on commitment from the young person. Um, It was every Tuesday and Thursday evening between 6 till 9. But now we're online um, just due to COVID and everything. Um, But, yeah, so we take that young person on the journey of self-discovery. By the end of the program, the young person is very confident in who they are, what they stand for, what they believe, what, what their values are, and what they're good at. So we help them identify their skills and we also help connect them to industries and sectors that require those skills. And we now in a position where we can offer paid internships with our various different corporate partners and also help them secure a permanent role within those companies and then they can work their way up as well. So what you come out with we're working on getting the program um, accredited but right now what you come out with is a certificate of completion but because of our network anywhere that you anytime you go to a corporate within our network with that certificate they understand the journey that you've been on and they understand the kind of skills that you've picked up or enhanced as a result of being a part of the iron change program and for that reason you know you're invited to an interview but you still have to deliver. Of course you do. <laughs> but we've, we've now we've now got a reputation of, you know, there's a calibre of young person that comes through the twenty twenty I am change programme. There's a level of expectation that 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 comes with you wearing that badge of honour. So at graduation you get a badge of honour as well. Um and we tell them to wear that along to your interviews when you're having like, you know, important meetings. So you just never know who's already heard about twenty twenty and that could be the icebreaker that you need. You know, and that will just completely ease your mood and allow you to flow into it properly. And even if they ask you, you can use that as an opportunity to talk about, you know, what you learned, the journey that you've been on. And just kind of sets the tone for the rest of the meeting or interview.
1: Is there a specific age group?
0: Yes. Um, 18 to 30 oh, is wow. the age group that we're um, working with. A lot of um, youth services stop at 24. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because they're funded by the government, and we wanted to position ourselves out of that, knowing that most young people don't really develop until twenty-five. Yes, you know they need that help in that stage, at that stage in their life. But yet, it's like they're cut off, and it's like now you just have to figure it out on your own. So we've extended ours to thirty.
1: How do you keep their attention? Because I know a lot of the time with youth, it's very hard, and we were used at one point where people could keep our attention especially when it comes to doing a program or being involved or or being committed to something
0: yeah and because so the no no
1: go for it um i was gonna say just because of our mindset and how yeah are and what we've been through in our life how would you say that you keep those youths committed keep them engaged yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um so that's one of the unique things that we do very well um we treat our programme like a university course. So even though it's open to everyone, not everybody makes it. Fair enough. We have, we have an active waiting list of 250 young people that are waiting Whoa. to get onto the programme. So you getting onto the programme alone is, is a cause for celebration <laughs> because we, we only take on cohorts of 25 and we host um, five cohorts of 25 a year. That's 125 young people. Um, that's going to grow and expand in the coming year. Um, but right now, that's that's the capacity that we can handle. So once you sign up for the programme, each time we have a recruitment round, we have about 70, 80 odd young people sign up for the programme. So at that moment, we already start filtering them through. We check and we gauge their level of commitment. Of course. So from the registration, it's only open for two weeks now. Once the deadline's closed, the deadline's closed, you have to wait for the next round. Um, Then we invite you along for an open evening. If you don't show up for the open evening, you're already scrapped. If you can't make the open evening for one reason or the other, um, and you let us know, then we might you know, still yeah. consider you, but we ensure that everybody comes along for the open evening because at the open evenings where we give them full-on information about the program, how it runs, your level of commitment, what you need to do in order for you to graduate. And if you don't complete the program, you don't graduate and you have to reapply again in order for you to graduate. Um, so then after the open evening, we invite them to an informal um, interview, which lasts about 10, 15 minutes, Okay. just for us to get to know them better, understand their background, understand why they want to be part of the program. And based on how that interview goes, we select those that we feel would benefit most okay. from the program and those that are willing to commit to the time that's needed um, for them to be on the program. So what keeps them engaged? One, the sessions deeply interactive so you have to you have to be involved Um, and that was one of the concerns that we had with moving online how can we keep that level of engagement online thankfully it's been the same you know people have said that you know they've absolutely loved the online sessions they've loved the fact that we've been able to continue especially with everything that's going on with COVID. It's just that they look forward to the sessions. It's just an uplifting moment in their day. Um, so that's been good in that sense. Um, so the, the sessions are interactive. We get the young people to talk, we get them to engage, we get them to open up. It's not a lecture per se. It's like we're all learning from each other. There's no right or wrong answers, but we're just getting to see things from a different perspective, process information in a new way so everybody's intrigued to find out what the other person said oh actually i have thought that from that perspective before you know so it's every every week you know there's something new for you to look forward to and for you to engage with and then um at the end only people that graduate get inducted into our um, 2020 Change alumni network. Ooh. And that's where the benefits of being a 2020 Change alumni kind of happen. So, like I said, we have access to so many different corporates that now want to be recruiting through us. So we have exclusive roles that come to us and only to us Um Internships that never existed before, that have been created solely for young people from... Um, the 2020 Change Program. So Converts were the first companies to actually do that, set up a, an exclusive internship program for us. Um, so that would only ever go out to our alumni network. So there's so many benefits that you get, and there are jobs that come in, there are discounts, there are gifts, all kind of stuff that you get just from being associated to 2020. So like I said, it's that badge of honor. So everybody wants to complete so that they can get you So we have people, when they even <laughs> signing up they're like oh why do you want to be a part of the program i want to be in the network <laughs> <laughs> I, want be, I, want, I want to be in the network you know i know that you guys can get people you guys are the plug uh, you know you can connect me with this that's what that's what they want so whatever it takes for them to finish and complete the program yeah they're there. And that's what we, like want. That. we want hungry young people that go get a mentality because it's the access to opportunities right that's true a lot of young people from the demographics that, that we work with don't have access to that that opportunity don't have access direct access to people that could make things happen for them you know we're talking you know people that come on our program senior execs that come and speak to our young people by the end they're just like you know juror's got my details if you want to connect if you want to grab a copy after this just email him and he'll connect and so so many great things have happened as a result of that and young people just love that and obviously they share that with their friends and their family members. and obviously if we're sending out emails it's only open to 2020 change alumni so you can try to apply but you won't get through because you're not 2020 change (laughs) alumni so in order for you to get the full benefits of it you have to go through the program graduate and yeah that's that's how it works
1: let me talk a little bit about you now Hmm. what did you want to be when you were in college
0: I wanted to be an actor yeah.
1: remember yeah I remember you wanted <laughs> to be an actor <laughs> Yeah, I remember. and I know how that got shut down and my mum said no, your mom yeah. said no. <laughs> <laughs> I keep laughing at that but mm-hmm. even after that being an actor have you ever said to yourself that even though you're doing what you're doing now which is brilliant yeah do you ever feel like that is something that you would ever want to go back to
0: what happened?
1: Yeah. No, no. You've never... You've never... A, <laughs> you're ha- cause no cause The reason why I ask is because so many people... Do, when I ask that question, so many people say to me they're doing what they're doing now. But then when I say to you, what would you say to your younger self if you wanted to be an actor like you were? Like, although you got shut down, is that still something that you would want to do?
0: No. So uh, I'm at a stage in my life where, I mean, not at, but I got to a stage in my life where I was able to look back And actually, I think it was, I think it was probably around my 30th birthday, I was able to look back and really appreciate the journey that I've been on and every single thing that I was involved in. So all of the gifts and talents that were placed inside me, I was able to recognize this is actually why it's there. You know, like a lot of young people tend to think, oh, I'm so gifted and talented in so many different areas. I need to do all of these things. But. I realised that it was all part of my journey. I I I did acting to enhance my creativity, so I can paint, I can draw and it's like I could have gone down any one of those routes that's exactly why I asked the question yeah it led me to this and I've been able to use each and every single one of those skills and those talents even in my role now yeah did you get it so when I started the organisation like I said I was a lone founder so I designed everything I designed the artwork I designed the logo I designed this you know I scripted the videos (laughs) I did everything I could wear many hats because of my background background you know and then you know me having a passion and a desire for film led me to go into production the production led me to meet the people that i met me and the people that i met led me to set up the organization so it's just gone full circle so in that reflective mode in my at my 30th birthday i was just thinking wow like Look how everything just pieced itself together. Imagine if I only just took a little piece of this pie, I would have missed out on so much. So you're, you're, you're asking me what would I want to do in the future? I still want to be doing what I'm doing now, but just on a larger scale. That's what so, I love. yeah. So, you know, i I want to establish what we've established here in London, different parts of the UK, different parts of the world there are a lot of young people that are facing the same issues um, in different parts of the world, we're going to be able to grow the organisation, so it's an international organisation, I still want to be able to be involved in film but more in a producer, executive producer capacity, maybe setting up a studio as part of this, so enabling young people that come through our programme to actually have things that they can go on to do yeah. that connected with that's that's essentially what i want to do so just continue growing um and as i'm growing i'm opening up opportunities for the young people that come through our program that's that's what I, that's what i'm all about i'm all about you know i don't need to be all the way at the top to bring yeah. people along with me you know as i take a step you're coming to I that that yeah, was good. I like that. And that's been that's that's been the beauty of our journey. So when we started, and you know, we didn't have an office space and all of that kind of stuff. Young people saw that. Now we're in Soho. Young people are seeing that. So there are young people that have been with us from the beginning. So it's like what I'm saying to them, and I'm telling them to do. I've already done. I'm not. It's not a case where it's like oh, it's just wishful thinking. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? No, like, I'm I'm, I'm living this. Uh, we're only just starting. You know, even like I said, with the corporate roundtable, I posted it on our socials and the young people were just like, this this, is, this is insane. You know, this is happening during lockdown. while companies are closing up and people saying we are not uh, we're, we're expanding, we're growing. You know, we took on new members of staff during the lockdown and it's oh. like, Yeah, things are really happening so what's the best what's
1: the best advice you've ever received from someone
0: that's a good one it depends there's so many so much I can't even say if you (laughs) ask me in different areas I could it would be easier to answer but if I have to say the best advice the
1: best advice you've ever received from someone Hmm. i actually made you think wow
0: no you did you did <laughs> do you know why because there, there's so many there's so many different parts
1: no i can imagine i that can advice,
0: imagine you want to say the best one wow um okay yeah i've got one um be careful who you marry
1: be careful who you marry
0: you marry, yeah.
1: Okay, you're gonna have to go into depth with me with that one.
0: <laughs> exactly, that's what I was saying to you. It was, it was it was a bit of a hard one because obviously when I was younger, um, you know, growing up in the church, my change happened within the church. You know, there was I was at of, of marriage, marriage. I came to marriage age, and everyone was like, you know, when you're gonna marry, you're gonna marry. But one one of my leaders actually said to me like, just because of the way your life is going, you have to be careful of of who you marry because that could either make you or derail you. Yes, Someone that, that, you know, believes in you and your vision and your passion and what it is that you want to do, that will enable you to be able to do that without any stress or headache. That's what you need to you need to think about. So that really kind of got me thinking. It kind of got me scared a little bit as well, because it's was like, mm-hmm. so <laughs> it was the importance of the person that you marry... <laughs> everything that you're trying to do could really just go in the blink of an eye but it's true decision so i would say um that that that's probably one of the if i was to say the best just because after i got married things just went through the roof just that level of stability that um that support system you know that, that, that someone that believes in you regardless of what's happening you know so yeah, I can see why now. You know that that I would say that that's probably the best advice that I've received.
1: You don't seem like a person who cares very much about money because you you've stated that several times. No, it's true. No, you you don't you don't seem like yeah you, you're you no seriously you're the type of person. Just from having this interview with you, like I'll do it myself. If yeah. you don't get it, you'll do it yourself, and I've realised mm-hmm. that with you. But my question is to you: if you did have an unlimited amount of money. So no matter how much money you made, you just kept on getting 10 times more. What mm-hmm. would you do to change the education system for the, the youngsters who are on your program and just education as a whole?
0: That's a very, very good question. And it's a question that I think about all the time. Um, so yeah, just back back on that, that whole not caring about money thing. So like I said, I came into money quite early. So the concept of money for me is different to to a lot of people. People will be willing to do crazy things for money, whereas I've had that and I'm not willing to risk the freedom that I have for that anymore. Um, totally. So that, that's just kind of like where, where it came from. And because I've seen it, I've handled it, I'm not, I'm not so much moved by it. I know that you can get it. Yeah. And now that I'm doing good, it's like I've made more money now than I ever did doing all of what I was doing. So I'm comfortable in that sense. Um, if I was unlimited amount of money to change, to make all the changes that I wanted to make, definitely I'd have free schools. Um, I have free schools in some of the hardest, most deprived areas of inner cities. I like that. Um, I'll target the young people that we're currently working with now, but earlier. So young people from broken homes, young people from, um, you know, just an abusive environments because there are things that a young person is exposed to quite early on that kind of scar them
1: yeah that is very true and
0: um i'm not saying that i'm gonna get the young people to grow up too quickly i also believe that it's important for you to, to have a childhood so it's one of the things that I used to say that, you know, I never really had a childhood. I had to grow up a lot faster than, than than the rest of my peers. I think a young person, a child, should be allowed to be a child, you know? So enabling that environment where children can be children. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's, that's the kind of world that I'd want to create. And if I also do that within the education system, so having teachings that prepare young people For the world that they're going into, quite early on. So, problem-solving skills are delivered quite early. Projects where young people can think of an issue and come up with a solution to that. Having teaching them how to communicate effectively, how to negotiate, how to get their point across. You know, so when they get older, they start to realise I've been doing this my whole life. So, so they're not intimidated. By certain situations scenarios circumstances
1: that that's makes perfect what i would sense.
0: change so basically it's what we're doing now but on a much larger scale. so we'll have our own schools our own our own academies boarding schools even you know retreats having young people travel um exchange programs i mean the list could go on
1: yeah, I like that. you know you have a vision and your vision is clear <laughs> your yeah. vision is clear yeah. clear as day yeah. so my next question for you is if you had to choose one quote or one quote alone that represents you as a person what quote would you choose and why would you choose that particular quote
0: one of my own quotes or just it it a random be, quote
1: any random it could be yours it could be someone else's but one quote that just resonates with you as an individual
0: i will say it's one of my own i'll take one of my own because I, I i live by it and i stand by it and that is if a young person doesn't have a plan the community will create one for them and when i say that it depends on who i'm speaking to
1: <laughs>
0: told you <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it depends on who I'm speaking to. That will that that determines how they would interpret what, what what I just said. You know, because it's like so many young people don't have plans. It's
1: true. No, I agree. They with you
0: have, They don't have dreams. They don't have ambitions. They don't know what it is that they want to do. And depending on the environment that, that young person grows up in, that will determine the kind of plan or the kind of future that, that young person will have. So you could come from a well-to-do family whether you're white or black if you don't have a plan your environment will definitely come up with a plan for you but if you happen to be in or coming from a deprived background if you don't have a plan that environment will come up with a plan for you but that plan won't be a good one so as a young person you're better off creating your own plan so one of the things that we talk about, 2020 Change, is is the videotape. So how would you introduce yourself? We get the young people to stand up in front of the room and get them to introduce themselves as they would five years from now. Okay. So for the very first time, they're thinking about what life could actually look like in five years. Some of them have never actually thought about this before. Some of the saddest instances is when a young person said, I don't think I'm going to be alive in five years. Yeah. gets that real sometimes because it's just like they don't think they're going to make it past a particular age and that is telling in itself the kind of environments that these young people are growing up in but then when you break away from that and you start to get the young person actually you have helping them understand that they have the capability to create the kind of life that they want to live. Yeah. They have the capability to create the future that they want to live in. Like it's in your own hands and it's based on the decisions that you make now. So no matter how beautiful and how pretty you envision five years to be from now, now let's trace it back. In order for you to get there in five years, what do you need to do in three years? What do you need to do in two? What do you need to do in one? What do you need to do in three months? What you... So it's now before you know it, right before your eyes, know the young person's created a five-year plan. <laughs> and we get them to vocalize it. So, speaking it forth, affirmations. So, it's now like, okay, this is where I'm trying to get to. I'm focused. I've got that determination. I'm going to make it happen. I need to study. I need to take my education seriously. So, without us even having to do anything, the young person is already planning this. So, if this is really what you want, you've got to make it happen. How bad do you want it to happen? And then we also make it realistic by getting them to throw curveballs in there as well. So it's like, what are the challenges that you envision that would happen? You want to have three businesses. What are those business, What areas are those businesses in? What what industries? What does that industry look like now? What what what? How did COVID affect that industry? Will that industry still even be <laughs> vibrant in yeah, five that's years? True. So getting to think about all of these things. Like you spend your time doing all all things that you shouldn't be doing just wasting your time why don't you start planning and thinking and this 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 is the mentality that i had as a young person so this is where my creativity came in my imagination came in and i started thinking yeah i can't live in a council estate i can't raise my kids in the same way that i was raised that's true i have to do this i have to do that i made um deliberate choices about not getting married until i did not having kids until you know i've put certain things in place because of the kind of lifestyle so you have to be deliberate with these things and and for me that's the quote that I would um, go by that's
1: perfect I only have two more for you cool so my last two well one of the last two is was there ever a point in your life as an individual where you felt like you wanted to give up because of lack of support and which we spoke a little bit about before because you didn't have the support that you necessarily needed and you had people telling you no What advice would you give to people or individuals who are in the same position as you, you, who who have the same mindset as you, who are starting out? What advice would you give them to tell them to keep going?
0: That's a really good one. Um, You have to have that undying belief in what it is that you want to achieve. So one of the things that we talk about at 2020 Change is understanding your why. Why did you start? Your why has to be bigger than your how. You know and we talk about success triggers so one of the ex- uh, exercises that I get the young people to do is I ask them why do you want to be successful you know write those things down what are, what are your success triggers so when the going gets tough when it gets difficult remember those triggers because that's what's going to keep you going so we get them to write these things down and get them to put it up on their ceiling above their bed so when you're waking up in the morning and you're trying to hit that snooze, you open your eyes and you see your success triggers, that will slap you <laughs> upside the <laughs> head. <laughs> you wake up. These are realistic things. So it's like, no, nah, I, I want this. So you have to constantly remind yourself why. So for me, I think my story is different in a sense that I never, not once, I never have, I probably never will think about giving up because there's this burden that is laid on my heart to help young people come out of the rot that they find themselves in because somebody helped me and I felt like that's the only reason why you know I was able to come out unscathed because of the heart that I have for the work that I do I know that well the people that helped me out of certain sticky situation knew that they're helping me for this reason. That you know, if you can get him out of this, he's gonna he's gonna do better. He's gonna he's gonna help other people. So that's for me that that burden's laid on me. That like, I would never see a young person in need and just keep it moving. That like, <laughs> the time when a young person will email me and say, "Oh, do I need some advice?" Like, yeah, I mean, maybe tomorrow. It's just, it's just not yeah. in me to yeah. do that. So that burden, yeah, it's always gonna be there because the problem. I don't see the problem going away. I just see that there are more people that will rise up to the challenge. That's true, and that's one of the things that you know we we, we share with our young people as well. So when they're talking about their videotape automatically, just because of the nature that they now have as a result of going through the 2020 change program, they also want to help, but they also want to give back. So that gives me hope for the future as well. So I won't need to carry this burden alone. You know, there'll be an army, as you said, an army of young people that'll be willing to carry in their own right. So going back to various different countries, setting up initiatives, doing their own thing. That for me is the joy that I carry and the joy that I look forward to because I know that things will get easier for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation and I can say that I, ha- I had a part to play and that, I had a part in sparking that desire in young people, that's, that's just it for me.
1: I love that, see, I think you've given me so much knowledge today if people do not come out of it (laughs) like they have (laughs) gone to university then I do not know okay (laughs) so my final question for you is where can we find you on all your social medias please plug it away
0: Sure, yeah, um definitely you can find us on every single social media platform. Um I'm on mostly active on Instagram um and LinkedIn. So my personal one is LinkedIn, so it's Duro Oye at LinkedIn, so D-U-R-O, surname O Y E. And 2020 Change as is so 2020 change on um, LinkedIn. On Instagram, I'm Mr. Oye, so Mr dot at Instagram and and then 2020 Change on Instagram as well. We're on Twitter, but not as active on Twitter because, as you know, Twitter is a negative space. <laughs> <So laughs> Everyone's always fighting on there. So we just go there to free and keep I've
1: realized but, that.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, we're on there as well if you want to follow us on there. YouTube, 2020 Change, Facebook for the older ones, 2020 Change as well. But um, yeah, all of information is on our website. Um, if you wanna engage with us, if you wanna attend one of our programs, website's constantly updated as well. So all of the tabs are active, and you can get to know about what we're doing. During lockdown since lockdown, we've been doing lunch and learn sessions with our industry professionals. Um, and high net worth individuals just sharing knowledge, talking about how they got to where they got to. It's very easy to see someone on LinkedIn or see their job profile and think this person's always had it, but no, you'd be surprised. trust Start me, I know people you start to realize that they're just like you they had to graph they had to grind they had to work at it as well so that's why i'm loving the conversations we're having with our lunch and learn so yeah feel free to engage with us on social media we're very very active um on socials. so look forward to connecting with you all
1: perfect i want to thank you so much for coming on the ask people podcast thank you, <laughs> thank you for all like thank you for your abundance of knowledge your Thank you. laughter and your patience. Yeah. <laughs> so guys I want to thank you also for listening to the Ask yes People podcast and please remember you can listen and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes Google Play or any other platform that you prefer to listen to please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter regardless of all the bad banter <laughs> that is on Twitter <laughs> uh, yeah. please remember you can also donate to um, the Ask People podcast by simply going to the Savio Rocks website or just simply typing in paypal.net me forward slash us people podcast thank you for listening stay happy stay positive and please continue to be kind to one another
0: <laughs> One take <tight> wonder. <laughs> I think I really enjoyed you really dread this. About it.